This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pate's got a chance. Pate scores! Jack Pate scores! Heffel is in there! Schmidt scores for Huddersfield Town! 3-2 Town! For a sherry, Danny Ward saves! Danny Ward saves! The quattro's in, round the hair! 2 0 on a field town! Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to episode one of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. It's Thursday, the transfer deadline has just passed. We'll be looking at each one of town signings in a little bit of detail. We'll also be looking ahead to the season, having a quick look through who town will come up against this year. We'll also be looking at loyalty points, memberships and weapons are all covered over the next hour or so. Guiding you through with over 100 years, 100 grounds of experience of Huddersfield Town Madness. I'm Matt, with me is Neil. And Cossie. How are you doing, mate? I'm alright. Right then, guys. So, I'd, I'd planned this out. We were going to discuss everyone in detail, who'd come in since the very start, since the end of last season. But today, we're all a little bit sad, aren't we? Hearts were broken. It just doesn't look right, does it? Hef in red. It's been a strange day. I mean, we all knew it would come in this morning. There were rumours. Was he going QPR? Nottingham Forest. But, yeah, we all knew it would come in. I think back in my mind, we all hoped that maybe the deals would fall through and F would even remain on you know on the training ground and doing these amazing Instagram photos. Keeps us entertained. But I have to say, I think it was just about four o'clock and we all got the news and... It felt like uh, felt like someone in the family we'd lost it. I was really upset, and I've got to be honest, my boss is not listening. But it took me a while to get back in tune with my work. It was <laughs> such a sad moment uh, to see him in going in that red shirt. So, obviously, Terence Congolo is coming. Terence Congolo is let's let's be honest, he's he's another level, isn't he? So, absolutely, Dutch international. He's just at the end of last season uh, during the summer got into the Dutch side cemented his place at centre back it's an upgrade undoubtedly an upgrade but Hef was the sort of poster child for our success and the Terrier spirit mm-hmm. everything that Wagner embodies do you know what I, I I don't write much anymore you know I used to write quite a little bit but when we first got wind that Hef might leave. You know, at the start of the summer, I thought, right, 
I'm going to come out of. I'm going to get my quilling ink out. I'm going to. I'm going to have a another blast, and just writing that today. So we've done a piece on Thrice Champions about you know some of his happier moments of, you know, and, and chronicling the way he came through and when he start when when we first linked with him two years ago and how we Google. You know, the first thing we did, you, you jump on Google and you go right, who's this Michael Effel? And the first thing that comes up is him kissing a giraffe. And then the next photograph is leaning against a tree, you know, like without a care in the world. And and before you know it, he's in the shirt, he's saying how, how he wants to come to England to pretty much knock a few people around. And straight away, people for, loved him. I think for me, that the air freshener uh, thing, when he had a town air freshener, it's kind of just a simple thing, really. I don't think we've... The connections I felt have been lost, you know, with the club. There's quite a lot of animosity, you know, before that with some players. And, and it was just a simple thing. I just thought, wow, this... This is great. You could just think, connect with it straight away. I think also the fact that his car wasn't an, a matte black X5 or a Mercedes. It was he, a little smart did. car. Yeah. They totally transformed initially, the way you looked at footballers. Initially, he brought his, his German sports car over. It was right-hand drive that, it was, yeah. that he had over it. Or left-hand drive, isn't it? That he'd had over there. But after a while, I think I don't know whether it's to do with the potholes or whatever that he was trying to get around, you know, in, in, in Canal Side. But, if, you know... He, he brought this smart car in, and it just kind of showed the person, the quirky sort of personality that he had. And Definitely he quirky. had, he had his all on strings at times. He used to be funny. I mean, that some of my first moments with him, he always used to come short for uh, from the keeper, and, and everyone used to work it out. And he, but he never used to stop. He used to be, you know, just be on the touchline waiting for the ball to be rolled out. But one of my personal memories, I mean, obviously a lot of memories for a lot of people. Aston Villa, uh, incredible night, Neil. I think I was near you as, as yeah. he stands on that on yeah. that. Oh, not stood but we were just like on the floor probably when he equalised incredible I mean listening to the commentary and guys on BBC Leeds now just still giving the goosebumps incredible and I'll never forget you know trying to get out of Villa's ground it was horrible you know but there was just that chant echoing and a little story so like a couple of days so I you know what I'm like with my Instagram videos and and what have you a couple of days later I got a a direct message from Michael Effley uh, saying hi mate how are you doing and all that I thought nah this has got to be a mate winding me up and he's saying oh uh, I've seen your videos of this chant and it, all he wanted he wanted, he didn't want the video that I took when he was celebrating he wanted the, one of the fans singing his name he couldn't believe it you know that we were singing a, you know this song after him so yeah, believe it or not he got his uh, number as you do and uh, yeah sent him the video of this to Michael Effoli and I just thought wow this is incredible you know it's like Obviously, we look at these football scores. This is just like a down-to-earth man. He probably would have wind up merchant anyway, but no, they effed. And then further on in that season, I remember sending another message because, uh, you know, the German culture, you, you see the German guys with the loud hailers and obviously the, the Carl Shed Lowell, the North Stand Lowell at that time. And I remember sending a message saying, Michael, can you get, you know, after one of the wins, you know, come on there. And, and, and F said, I think, at Chris, I think at Christmas time, I can't remember who we played, we said, says, mate, We've not won anything yet. There's still a job to do, but if we get promotion, I'll be the first one singing the song. And I just thought, wow, this is incredible, like, chatting to Michael Effley. But a guy who were tuned in, and we wow, we were getting so excited because we were doing so well. This guy was like business. You know, we've won nothing yet. And obviously the rest is history, but that, that was incredible for me. And after that, you know, the, I remember the, getting there were scenes, I think it was that breakfast club, I don't know if the, the video that the, uh, the club tweeted where it was at a school, wasn't it? And they were like chanting, did it, and it was just, I just, the connection we felt, and you could see the snippets in the dressing room, everyone were bought into this guy. And uh, wow. I think going from there, Cossy, I think on the field, there's the, you could always say one person has, it encapsulates everything what Huddersfield of Town have been about since David Wagner came in, and that's that's Jonathan Hogg. But yeah. off the field, in terms of personality, in terms of interaction, and in terms of how the club's changed from being almost a little bit closed at times, and then all of a sudden there was that one interaction that summer whereby Danny Ward is being one of my favourite Heffley moments, which we'll we'll come on to in a second. But but one of my favourite moments is. Danny Ward had been interviewed by Dave Threlfall Sykes and, and the woman walks across behind in the dressing gown with his scraggly blonde hair and, and Danny G from, from HTFC World tweets about Michael Heffler gate crashing and and it was the, the response from the official account which before had, had just been quite quite straight, you know. Right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that, but no. it, it never it never really spread its wings into a little bit of a laugh and joke before. And the response with the um 
Danger Zone Top Gun music and Michael Heffler striding out with his chest out in this white cotton dressing gown uh, and as he's come across with his thumbs up and he's like hello Terriers you know it was it, get, your, get your cheap it, season tickets absolutely, yeah, absolutely brilliant and it's just from the very early on that's before he's even kicked a ball before he's even kicked a ball everybody absolutely loved him and even last season when when somebody's not playing and they're not in the team it's always really easy to forget about a player yeah. but no one ever really forget forgot about Michael Heffley's to, to be honest outstanding all, all that typifies Hef mm. the person but I actually don't think he got enough credit for actually being a good centre half I, I was just about to say yeah it, in terms of ball it, at the feet yeah outstanding it, it was a, a, just what we needed a step up from what we had before mm-hmm. I mean remember a lot of people disappointed that Joel Lynch had gone yeah, and, I, and I then all sure. of a sudden you've got F and this other godlike creature alongside him for a record fee and obviously Christopher Schindler well as they say the rest is history Schindler is a different level he gave us our podcast name he did indeed <laughs> I think F I mean again obviously to score a last minute win against Leeds United and obviously the fallout the great interview with that you know legendary now and I remember Rochdale in the FA Cup, I think we were winning easy. F came on last 10, 15 minutes just to run around a bit up front and get two goals and he's sliding on his knees, doing his claws. But, but there's so many shot, moments. Yeah, his boxer shots fell out in there as so well. So many so. moments. What was he wearing on the bus when we won promotion on the up and top bus? Was it some kind of. A, he actually got in team at week when he came <laughs> on as a sub at Rochdale and scored twice as, as a striker. I remember. Uh, <laughs> EA Sports EA Sports actually gave him a FIFA card as a striker as well and there's a picture of him on, online somewhere holding up this FIFA Ridiculous. striker card if I had to push you you know we've got two years of Michael Heffler ranging from the very start where we've googled his pictures right to the end where he's like a gleeful child on Lauren Dupuach's Instagram singing Lauren Dupuach's score a goal for me as he's reenacting his love at Chelsea After, yeah. What's your favourite Heffler moment? I'll go with you first, Neil. It's just—it's got to be his first touch as a town player, scoring from twenty-five yards with his backside at Villa. I mean, it's that—that should have told us there and then that this man was going to be special. His first touch in English league football. Yeah, his backside, twenty-five yards, brilliant. <laughs> Three thousand town fans at Villa Park, absolutely wild. And we, we should have known from there. What do you reckon, Carson? I think they'll. The interview after Leeds, I mean, I, did, I, we, I don't think we could have thought it could have gone any better. The late winner, obviously, the tete-a-tete with uh, Monk and uh, Wagner, but then for Philly to come out with that. And, uh, and it was, I know it was quite funny, I can't remember where I interviewed again, but it was Sheffield Wednesday, I think the same interview we did him again, and we're like, Michael, just no, before sorry. he said, like, kind of just, what's your language before we start? So we were well, yeah, yeah, yes. well briefed again, but I think just showed how good a professional last year, injury-ridden, you know, didn't really get much of a look in when he was fit, but everything you saw back was all positive, you know, the, the, being the, the joker and whether it's, you know, we probably know he's not good enough, you know, for the Premier League, but just that, that for me, just such a good, being a such a good guy, often when you're not in the team, you hear about people addressing you know, them, causing trouble, but yeah, long live Michael Effley and uh, yeah, I think we'll all be keeping an eye on Forrest, obviously with Joe Lolly, but now, they have now. Absolutely. Two years, he'll, he'll go down in legend as one of our all-time greats for, well, a, for a multitude of reasons but there are a lot of sentimental tweets go on on Twitter you know, people, people still put stuff on which is good I'm, and I'm guilty of I'm, I'm terrible yeah, I'm absolutely terrible but there's something that I put today and, it, and I kind of felt it a bit is that players will always come and go you know who, who remembers um, well sometimes we do remember the likes of Mark Wells don't we and, yeah. and whatnot. but players come and go and you go oh yeah you remember so and so Ronnie Robinson, I thought you mentioned the other day, Cossian. A lot of time they remember for being Paul, aren't they? Yeah, but you'll always remember Ronnie Jepson, yeah. Ian Dunn, Brian Stanton, yeah. um, Andy Booth, Darren Bullock. And cult heroes stay with you forever. They do. And for me, Michael Heffler will always will always be there. You know, I mean, Even in 20 years, and what I was writing about earlier, is in, in 20 years' time, I'll be sat there with, with my mate Tom. And I'll, and I'll grin and I'll think and I'll say to him do you remember that time when Heffler scored with his backside at Villa Park do you know as, as, as we sat there at Torquay as we're losing 1-0 back in you know, <laughs> League 2 and 
I think my favourite moment was probably a little bit similar to to Kossi in that um, he scored the goal at Leeds, which was which was great. And and you're thinking, oh, against Leeds, and you're thinking, how can he top that? And he comes out with the interview, and then on Tuesday we go to Rotherham, and like I was saying to you guys before, that was one of my favourite moments of that season, playoffs aside, because. Tommy Smith pops up in the last minute really good half volley on the rise keeps it down and at the end of the game we're singing Heffler's new catchphrase you know it, it's an effing dream and who stood at the front clapping and singing along with us it's Michael Heffler sat there singing yeah stood there singing you know and it he got it he got yeah he, he, he completely got it absolutely. and for one of Wagner's first signings he, he couldn't have got it any better no any more right than Heff so, I mean, as obviously I think, yeah, it's our first edition as a podcast, but it's only right that we had this little bit with Ethel and it's I a think we all, minute, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think we all wish him all the best in his career and he'd always be welcome back at Huddersfield Town by everybody. 100%. 100%. And we'll move on from Michael Heffler and we'll have a look at. Town's transfer business in in general. Um, I think one thing that gets lost. Um, uh, there's a lot of people kind of speak to me and they go, "Oh, we need this, we need that, we need this, we need." Oh, we're so far behind. I think sometimes what people lose sight of is a club on a wage budget of 11 million pounds got promoted to the Premier League. It, Dean Oil's fantastic, you know. No one, I don't, I don't know a Town fan who'd say anything otherwise. But Dean Hoyle's not going to do what Fulham have done this transfer window and bankroll us with a couple of hundred million. And that's fine. And what we've had to do is we've had to build from window to window to window to try and get a 10, million, 10 11 million pound championship squad, which was expected to finish mid-table. At best. To compete in the most expensive league in the world where money's swishing around at a, a vulgar rate. In, in some you know in some cases well let's be honest some people are spending more on a goalkeeper than we're spending on a squad exactly two teams Liverpool yeah. and Chelsea have just spent close to seven. I think what you've got to remember guys is the best investment the best signing with David Wagner himself I think people are forgetting that you know yeah all these players but if you remember Dennis, I've got to admit when that Arsenal game finished and Wagner was doing the lap of honour did you think he'd be there next season a lot of people saying yes did you? I wasn't so sure. To be honest, we, with we you. actually spoke about it, didn't we? Mm. And we were both quite confident that he would, that he wouldn't just leave it as a, I've got a one season yeah. wonder. I think he's, he, he loves it. He, he, he genuinely loves the club, and I think that when he, he'll know when the time's right. And I think mm. everyone will all wish him well and hope he does great things. But I think for now, just let's enjoy him. And I had a, I, I share a mutual friend with David Wagner, so I, I knew he was quite happy. Yeah, you know, he, he likes where he lives, he likes the people. I think one of the key things was, for the first eighteen months, his daughter was finishing school over in Germany, so he didn't have his daughter or his wife over with him. So it was pretty much by himself, and he was living in a flat in uh, Royal Armouries at Leeds, over at Clarence Dock because it's close to the airport and whenever there's a break he's going back over to Germany to see his family because he's a family family man or they will be coming over to see him and now he's got his family over here he's settled he lives quite close to Christoph Bueller and everything there and his wife as well is, is someone who my friend obviously knows a little bit and she's really impressed with Huddersfield they really love how friendly it is how nice the people are and it's somewhere where he's happy and I think that counts a lot for someone like David Wagner one quote that she said for him was I'm happy if I, I just have somewhere where I can walk my dog and yeah I think that's they're quite alright for places like that yeah okay and um, so going on in terms of transfers so we've, we've had to we've had to build this squad yeah so we only get X amount per window due to the TV revenue which is great. I, I like that we do this. We don't go silly. We don't put ourselves at risk. If we'd have done a Fulham last year and come back down, we'd we'd, we'd be struggling. You're risking the whole club, and it's that's not what Huddersfield Town's about. Yeah. We get ridiculed in certain courts for being small time and celebrating staying up, we, and we shouldn't. We got told we shouldn't celebrate because we stayed up. 
it's small time, small minded. We never had that, a, we never had the open bus tour like Wigan did though. No. And to be fair, we, we were actually in the bottom three for one game last season. Mm. So for all this was still town and nailed on to go down lowest points, whatever else. Bottom three once. Someone said to me, they said, You were lucky to stay up this season and my response was we spent one game week in the bottom three and we spent one game week at top of the table. Yeah. I don't think we were lucky. A miracle to stay up. Oh, look, it, an absolute miracle. It, it, it was a, a brilliant job, but the, there was no luck involved for me, so. none at all. It was just hard work, endeavour, and ridiculous amounts of belief, and that all comes from main man. It does, and, and obviously those are traits that he looks for in players that he brings in. So linking that nicely onto who we've brought in, Cossi, what have you made of... Uh, have you had a chance to have a look at a couple of the friendlies and what have you made of some of the lads that have come in? Yeah, uh, watched the friendly against Lyon. Uh, hopefully it's a good yardstick. I watched them. I'm a bit sad, me. I watched a lot of European football. I think played Benfica, the next friendly, won 4 0 with pretty much the same team. So hopefully that's a good uh, kind of measure because we ended up beating them. I've got to be honest with you, I thought in that game, I mean, we'd looked. We looked what we were, you know, kind of a few weeks off. Uh, one thing that did stand out for me, Laurent de Poitou looked really hungry. He looked like he'd lost a little bit of timber to me. Looked really sharp, took his goals very well indeed. Uh, I really liked what I saw there. I think Diakabe, it was early days, obviously came off just before the break as well. But it, I think when I look at what we brought in, we've got a lot more threat and pace, which I thought we, we kind of lacked a bit last season. I, I always think that... You know, yeah, we're solid, we're hard working, we know the Huddersfield Town are kind of based around that. But I think if you're a defender, especially at the top level, I think there's nothing more that you like, dislike marking more than a bit of pace. So I look what we've brought in, uh, really chuffed with Mbenza coming in late on the deadline today. And to me, I think we've got a lot of threat uh, to go with this hard working, you know, lineup. So I mean, I'm really excited with the signings and uh, really pleased with a lot stronger than last year. But everyone else is, we know that. But yeah, to get losses signed up, Hadjinai signed up, they were key players as well last season. So yeah, really, really good. And uh, yeah, it's been, been positive all around the, the whole window for town. I think a lot of people are getting uptight that we're not getting attacking players and wingers. And but we've actually signed three wingers, and people are probably dismissing Sobby a little bit too easy because Stoke fans said he's rubbish. Well, but you know he's. You but you've at, got a factor in the Wagner effect on all these players yeah. and, it, and, it, and it changes people you've, you've got to look at who Sobey's manager was as well he's, he's got Paul Lambert and, and Mark Hughes yeah. and they're both toughing it out and, a and, tricky winger's <clears> not their bag <laughs> no well, where, where they were what you'll find with a lot of Premier League teams as well is that they don't want to rely on youth youth is seen as a not so much hinges, but because of the inconsistency that young players tend to play, a lot of clubs tend to go for the old Chris Powell in that they'll want to play their experienced players, they want to play the ones that will give them seven out of ten. If you look at that, it's, that's mostly those type of managers. Hmm. The old school journeyman hmm. manager tend to go for the old school journeyman type players, mm-hmm. whereas somebody like your Wagner, somebody like Chris Hilton, mm-hmm. who's yeah, he's been around a bit, but he's still sort of quite young and forward thinking. You know, they're the kinds of managers who do go and try the untested and get a few unknowns and, and let's be honest, they've both made it work. I think going back to Cossie's point about pace as well, one thing that we perhaps struggled with uh, last year was hitting teams on the break. We've got, what we'll do is we'll, we'll sit deep, you know, we'll go with a deep block and, and um, what we have then is the ball will go to a hog or a moy and then we'll look to play out <clears throat> Tomins left, don't know how you guys feel about that. I was, uh, I'm always someone who kind of backs players rather than slags them, so I could get the view, yeah, you know, that Wagner took, you know, good money and profit. Would he come again second season? Probably we were a bit disappointed with his goals, we couldn't knock his work rate, no. so this scored probably the biggest goal in our recent times against Watford, but I personally would have given another season, but I can totally get Wagner's view and the profit kind of makes it a no-brainer really would he have come good this season for us if it had still been there who's to know and I, can't, I know he can't make a judgement on one game I didn't think he went up to much uh, at Ellen Road uh, on Sunday but but yeah to so make a profit on a guy and I won't knock him because he gave 
he was, his attitude seemed a lot better than I thought it would be what people were telling us we were going that, to that's the one standout yeah. for me with Tom Ince was we signed him and all we heard from Derby fans and every other fan in country was that you've signed somebody with a bad attitude he's lazy he's this he's that he and a lot of that stems from people not liking his dad and I'd argue that all day long and, and Tom Ince yeah. nobody can deny that Tom Ince gave us 100% every week without fail mm. And for that, I think he deserves everybody's best wishes. And I hope he does well at Stoke. I, I do as well. I, I always thought Tommins was, it was so close to being a, a masterstroke, you know, signing him. There, there's so many flashpoints whereby there's the chance against Leicester where he puts it just an inch wide at home. Um, there's the yeah, one, he had his one first on one. shot in Premier League in yeah. probably could have scored at Palace, Palace on yeah. the first day he obviously was the money though because why would you put him onto our literature for the new kits if they weren't going to you know like, if he weren't going to you know, I don't have come in with a, a yeah, wedge yeah. in town of thought you know we're going to gain three or four million over what we paid here it's a no-brainer because we're already, they've obviously clearly we can already use them. identified them it, it goes back to again to having a, uh, a budget and we, what we've done is we've we've looked and I think we like Tommins. I think Wagner likes Tommins. And I think what you what you're seeing is right. I I thought his attitude when before he came could potentially be questionable because you do tend to be led by what other fans say. But yeah. I think that is the one standout and the one main thing was it was refreshing how how much of a, a nice lad he was as as opposed to anything. And he did work hard. He did. And. I, I did feel a bit bad because there are a number of times whereby he, he was an inch away or the the one where he's, he's missed the chance at Swansea, a little instinctive one, yeah. which could have put us 1-0 up. And he just felt he just needed that one goal. A break. And then he'd get a brace, you know what I mean? And there was Brighton at home where he went through several times and he played really well. And we won 2-0, he was, well, it was I remember really in the in the Man U game at home where... Moyes stole it from Mata just inside our half yeah. broken carried it and then when you watch it from behind goal Tom Ince has gone from being 15 yard behind Moy to being 10 yard in front of him he's absolutely busted up to get there turned their defender inside out De Gea's made a good save and Moyes scored from it mm. you know it's so that can't be dismissed as no. as easily as it should be so one of the reasons why I jumped to Tommins was because probably the only thing that Tommins lacked was probably that raw pace and what we've done is we've gone out we've got Dear Carby whose parents are both athletes I think his dad's an ex-professional footballer for Senegal yeah. his mum's a sprinter Sprinter. Yeah. Um, we've gone and got um, Isaac and Benza we've only seen YouTube videos but he, he looks fast um, <laughs> he's rapid he looks fast Sobi not so much we've seen Sobi but he's he's quite strong he's quite technically holds the ball he's good at the, where he's quite good he's not a winger in a traditional sense what he likes to do is come inside yeah. a little bit to those half spaces and make things happen in the little half spaces um, and added to that Hadajanai permanent we know how fast Hadajanai is yeah. Eric Doom if we can get him fit as well another one and all of a sudden we look like a pretty sharp side yeah there's, some, there's something there that's a little bit different than a step up from where we were I think the Mbenza one's interesting with the fact that he's, he's played with Mounier before and had a good relationship with him at Montpellier mm. and I think that could be key to us because we've all seen in pre-season if you put a decent ball into the box he's, he's, probably 8 times out of 10 Mounier's going to win it and score mm. he's an absolute monster and if Mounier's not there Dupoitre's not bad either well they both had good pre-seasons mm. and it's actually nice to go into this season now with Chelsea coming up at the weekend not really knowing which one he's going to go for I've got a feeling he's going to go for Mounier but it's one of those where you're not disappointed whichever one he picks because they're both, they're both good options and give him service I mean what did they get between them last season 15 goals 15, 16 something like that they could get that each I, I, they could get that each comfortably and you know this, the, the additions that he's made with Diakabe, Sobe and Benza very very exciting for me so it's uh, all to look forward to again Do you think we're missing anything Cossie? I do kind of with a little bit of centre back uh, yeah. cover I know obviously the partnership of Zanka and Schindler you know a real strong partnership and probably one of the reasons why Heffel is uh, in Nottingham uh, now rather than Huddersfield Stankovic is an interesting one obviously 
injured a hell of a long time. Let's be honest, what we saw of him in the championship, whew, it's hard to judge, but I remember that game uh, against Wigan where... Uh, oh, he got God, turned a what bit. What were his men he got? Yeah. Well, Wiltshot, wasn't it? Wiltshot, yeah. so yeah. should we lose one of those You know, two centre-backs, it's going to affect us, I probably have a good thought with three at the back, but... It so, reminds me last season, sorry to cut you off, but remember when Christopher Schindler got sent off against West Brom and we went to Arsenal away? And I remember going down to Arsenal and Martin Craney was in the back three. And Martin Craney is a really good, honest player, yeah. but he's probably not who you want to pick at the, you know, going to the Emirates. You know you're going to be under the cosh. You, you kind of want Schindler to be in your side, don't you? And I think that kind of. You've got to look as a whole at where we've improved, where we've, where we've trimmed, and where we've improved. And. There's absolutely no doubt. I mean, Quan has been told he can go, so I think he'll probably end up going on loan before end of month to the Championship. Yes, yeah, so hopefully the, for him because otherwise he'll be watching for the season. The loan window's open till the thirty first yeah. of August for. So hopefully he'll get a move. But then they've stepped it up. They've, so you, you've got to say that all three of the wingers that are brought in are all better than Quan, and he played a lot of football last season. You'd hope that they're going to offer something different to Tommins be a bit more successful in front of goals. He'd say they stepped up there and made money in the process. I think, from my point of view, I think what Tom Ince also offered was he also offered pretty good cover in the number 10 position. And we've obviously got Alex Pritchard there, who does really well. Um, Kachunga played a little bit there pre-season. We've seen Abdelhamid Sabiri's stepped up a little bit, and he's a player I quite like, is, is Sabiri. Oh, he's, got, he's got quite a feisty attitude on the field. And I think... That, we saw a Bolton, I think was it the Danny Williams goal, where sabiri has gone in quite hard with the yeah. defender, and he's, there's no shirking. I, I quite like what he brings, and he's surprisingly good in the air as well. I think for me, I mean, you can never go on YouTube videos, God, you don't. I've, honestly, no one's going to put any bad things about the new players. But one thing I don't think we do enough is shoot enough. Uh, yeah. Interesting, some of this, you know, footage that we've been seeing of Benza, and obviously we saw uh, Sobe on Boxing Day against us score. Uh, I, I just think that. Uh, you know that these guys like to shoot. We need more shots. I just think 28 goals last year. Let's be honest, we did a miraculous year to stop up with that, and we need a lot more. So I think these a lot of these players, kind of wingers, kind of front play behind the frontman and can shoot and score. So I, I'm looking for a lot more goals. We can't just rely, I don't think, on De Potter, Munier. We know about the service. It, it excites me a lot of these guys. You know, a lot of hunger, a lot of pace. Let's see what they bring, and uh, I'm quite excited about Saturday. Well, I know you can't read too much into pre-season friendlies, but the last three we've played Leon, Bordeaux, and Leipzig, and we've scored eight. And there's no way you'd fancy it time to score eight in three games all last season. Mm. So to score three, to score eight goals in those three games against two very good opposition. Yeah, Leipzig had a weekend side out from playing Europe the night before. We still got to turn up and beat them, and we have, and it comfortably as well. So it's yeah. time to get those, and for both strikers to be in form. Dear Carvey bagged one. You know, it, it's looking. It's a good finish, yeah. Yeah, but a great finish. And it's, it's looking. It's everything to look forward to for me. Yes. I've got second probably Matt's job here, but do you think it's going to be an advantage or disadvantage? You know, that we've had a season in there. I mean, I'm trying to look at it in the positive. Obviously, the doommongers, your Paul Mersons, and the like. Second season, second season. Dean Oyle referred to it on his, you know, on his letter with the season cards and what have you. And I see that as a positive. We know what it, we know what we have to do. You know the work rate we've got to put in. The guys have had a look at the division. Yeah, Fulham have signed well. Yeah, Wolves have signed well. But they've not tasted the division. Cardiff. And although you could say that about us twelve months ago, I, I think this is going to be a positive. Really, they might know how Wagner plays. Wagner maybe is going to have to come up with something different. Talk three at the back in a lot of games, but. I think that'll be a good thing. We we can kick on. We know what we need to do. We've got better players this season. And I think that's a step up in itself. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Edith plays the same way every week. We have, well, I'm saying we've got better players. You'd like to think that we've stepped up with the quality we've brought in. Pritchard's had half a season now. Congolo, I mean, let's be fair, nobody thought we were going to sign Congolo permanent. I think even the most wild, optimistic town fan, and I'm probably under that umbrella quite often, I didn't think we'd get Congolo. And then to come out and spend, you know, that's part of 17, 18 million quid on him. And they were playing that piano on here when they unveiled it on that video. Uh, That was a great video. It's some signing. I mean, he was exceptional. And I think we've already got two great centre backs in Schindler and Zanka, to yeah. be fair. I mean, Zanka was outstanding. Zanka was outstanding. Yeah. The second half of the season, especially, was just different class. Mm. And then, obviously, to add Congolo to that. It's... I think Pritchard is, I mean, he, what we saw last year was sensational. I, I thought it was a little taste. I thought at Brighton, he was outstanding. Bournemouth, obviously, thought won us the game. Just think a full pre season behind him under the Wagner way that that really excites me. I, I think he's massive for us, Pritchard. And again, I would mention the centre backs, hopefully, not one of them get a knock, but I wouldn't like to see Pritchard kind of out of you know out of the game for, t- for too long. I think he's going to be so influential for us. I don't think there's any doubt, but also, then there's I'm not going to happen with us calling Janino Bacuna Bacuna to be honest. I think if you sign <laughs> somebody called Janino, it should be called Janino. <laughs> Kachunga's like a new sign. I know the old cliche, but yeah, I I, I just will. Like, I honestly thought back in the Christmas last year, obviously they got injured against Watford. I, I thought he were looking the part, and obviously it didn't start the season. I, I it just I, looked like he'd found some form, yeah, didn't he? I, I honestly think he could be a bit of a. I'm going to say a weapon off the bench, but to quote Neil's phrase, but a weapon in a good way. But yeah, I think that's a good thing this year. A lot of times last year, I looked at our bench, I thought. Can the game really be changed with what we've got to brought on? And we were really struggling at times. You know, obviously we were banging effort from the season before. Just showed the limited kind of what we've got. I think now we've we've really got guys to come in and change it. To be to be honest, we haven't mentioned the one player who probably divides town fans more than anybody else, Van der Parra. Mm. And he gets. Yeah. I mean, my my opinion on Van der Parra is probably well stated. And people who follow me on Twitter will know my thoughts on Van der Parra. What what is that? I like him. I like him and I think he gets far, far too much stick. He's a crowd victim and I think, yeah, he's infuriating. He dives a bit too easy. He falls over a bit too easy sometimes. He'll try one too many step overs and lose ball when you think you're going mad because he should have crossed it. But people don't recognise him for the stuff that he does that's not just making chances and scoring goals. I'm going to say something. He gets something. us up the pitch so well. I was going to say, I'm going to say something a bit maybe slightly controversial in that I think Van La Parra is a better player in a team like us at the bottom end of the Premier League than what he was in the Championship don't disagree because the, the job carrier. changes the job changes carrier. yeah so I think I remember going to one game we uh, Fulham last season before where we lost 5-0 five, five down at Fulham and we had Naki Wells Harry Bunn and Kachunga up front so three five foot eight players Every time the ball went out, it came straight back and we were just under the cosh, under the cosh, under the cosh. And that happens all the time in the Premier League. And what we have with Van La Parra is someone who works back, works really hard, and then takes us up the pitch. Yeah, and I think brave enough to try and take yeah. us up the pitch. So Liverpool, Man United, two games, where he's strong, he's six, six foot, six foot one. Yeah. He's, he's, he's lightning quick. I don't think people understand that. No, I remember the Man United game at home. He came, he's actually a sub and he came mm. on when... Yeah. When Kuchungra went off. Might have been Kuchungra went off that he did his back, didn't he? And Van der Parra came on after about half an hour. And for that hour in that game, That's he good. was probably the best player on pitch. Mm. And I've gone from, my my opinion of Van der Parra has gone from, if Schindler doesn't score that penalty and we stay down, I would probably say Van der Parra would have been maybe the weak link in that team due to when he gets into the final third, when he gets in those positions, he delays just too long. Yeah. And the chance goes. Yeah. And sometimes you do get a feeling that he's creating his own little highlights. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, uh, and those think... are the those are the only frustrations I have. But 
what he does now in the Premier League for me far outweighs the little negative bits where he gets up the field. And let's not forget, he scored five goals this year. It's which or last year? Which when he only scored twenty eight all season. That's not bad. A few are in there, pick up, but five goals from an arguably goal at season. Yeah, outstanding. So, <laughs> so fair. for me, I've gone from someone who was if we'd have stayed down, I'd have been like, I wouldn't mind bringing a new left winger. Maybe Van Lepar is decent, but on the bench. But I've gone from now thinking he's he's quite key to what we do. Yeah. Well, it's it's up to these new lads now for me to knock him out at team. Mm. And if you you know the the only opinion that matters is David Wagner and David Wagner is keeping Bradley Van Lepar. Where everyone said move him on, move him on. So that's no. the only opinion. Well, let, let's be fair though. If you, if you listen to everything that everyone said on Twitter, <laughs> everybody in the got they won't have a squad. I think he got far worse from Wolves, though, didn't he? <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The biggest thing Absolutely. that I I'm really interested in. I think you'll only find that when you get in a you know, it's a great game to start the season, obviously Chelsea with a new manager and the world's most expensive goalkeeper I stood behind on Saturday, which I still find hard to believe, but there we go. But how hungry are we gonna be? And I'm talking, you know, we gonna be, I'm talking the fans, how hungry are we gonna be? Are we gonna be up for it as for Bournemouth at home, Wolves at home? Is gonna be complacency that we're here now. I'm really interested and I know it's a club be massive on this, Sean Jarvis put one of his classic uh, you know, Churchillian posts out on Facebook. But basically saying what Dean all said on all on is that with a twelfth man he count for points even though you probably couldn't prove it. I, I think this is absolutely huge what Vibes has given out. How do we think we've cracked it? Is people not going to be all the Cardiff at home's a great example at the end of this month? Mm. What what's that gonna bring? That's Cardiff at home, we should be beating these. Let's not, you know, just chant as much, let's not let's maybe not even go. You know, I am fascinated. I think, I think to see in the past, time. I think town fans are your classic apathetic fans. It so, takes a lot to it used to take a lot to get people out of their armchair. Yeah. But now I just think because of the whole experience and the whole way that Wagner's got it built up with the synergy between the team and the crowd, I don't think there's any doubt this season it'll still be absolutely bouncing. I think it'll be cracking. And I think you couldn't have I'd rather have Chelsea first than Cardiff. Definitely. Definitely. To be honest. And I think it's a great chance to get. I, yeah, I was going to say. I think it's was something that you were alluding to as well, because is that it? For me, Chelsea, great side. They could turn up. They could stroll stroll to a three four nil easily. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it it just feels for me it's a really good time to play them. The the whole issue with Courtois grumbled on, which may mean Caballero plays again. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday. Oh, we might even see Robert Green. Oh, we may see Robert Green. Is <laughs> <laughs> that our, our bonkers? Is that? We never yeah. saw that. He said he said a couple of penalties, didn't he? In a friendly midweek, he did. And the the new manager there is trying to bed in a new system. Against Leon, of all teams. <laughs> the new manager is trying to bed in this new system. They've gone from being very good in that back three, Alonso especially as a left wing back, really yeah. bombing on. Especially for those who do fantasy football, he was a, an absolute king for assists and goals. And he's been changed now to an orthodox yeah, left back. back. So I'm just thinking, have we hit a good time to? Play Chelsea. That would be Palace. It'd be interesting on that because to be fair. the one it's hard to criticise because the job were done and ultimately we stayed up. But in some of the big games last year, I remember Chelsea. To me, I just thought we got a lot of criticism over on BT and what have you. But I, what we were just kind of waiting to get beat. I thought there we didn't really do anything mm. different. And I'm wondering on Saturday. Is this just going to be the way kind of Wagner sets up against the, your top six? Or I mean, yeah, it looked good against Man United when we got this, the goals to cling on to. But I'd I'd really like to see us have a go. Or, or am I being a bit too naive and carried away? Yet? That's I don't I don't think so. One thing I was going to pick up on earlier was that when we went through who we've signed, one thing that stands out to me as an attribute above all, apart from pace, is flexibility. So you brought in Congolo who can play left back, centre back. You've got Diakavi who can play either flank up front. You've got Hadijanai who can play right back, right wing back, centre mid. Centre he was great mid. in centre mid for yeah, me. Yeah, at Manu of all places. Exactly. We've got Eric Doom can play left back, right back, wing back either side. You've got Mbemza can play either side. And and if we watch the tactical evolution of what David Wagner did last season, he started with his tried and trusted four two three one, two full backs, Lerver and Smith. Yeah. Both bombing on. And what you found was that there were a lot of holes and we got done on the counter quite a lot. Spurs at home is a classic example. We were very naive against Spurs and he, he said so himself. Didn't yeah. he? And one thing that we kept getting caught out on was the right winger would get the ball and what he would do, Christian Eriksen did it in that game in particular, the right-sided winger would get the ball and they would run across, they would cut in and run across our defensive line 
hog overloaded in the centre and then what would happen is one of the two centre backs would have to come out to the man on the ball and then the striker would nip in behind and, and we were getting done that, time that's the and time only again. game since he signed that Schindler struggled mm. in that game because he was just getting pulled all over and signing Congolo was massive because he yeah. stopped that and I think what we saw, we, we then saw an evolution into a 4-2-3-1 where Congolo was more of a defensive left-back and had a Janais bombing forward. But for me, that made us a little bit predictable. Um, everything came down the right-hand side. Had a Janais throw a crossing and usually only had one striker and number 10 on the edge of the box. And I think it's Swansea. We put something like almost 50 crosses in the box. and Never looked like scoring, did no. Against 10 men. Apart from when Ince hit, well. hit the bar, which, yeah. which is another thing Tom Ince yeah. close to scoring. I think another interesting one for us this season is um, in goal. I think ben for watching yeah. pre-season, I think Lawson's actually a, got He's a good keeper, he's been yeah, he's a good and keeper. It, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Amos start because Lawson's only had. Hmm. He's had two half games in pre-season since coming back from the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, you asked me about you know the Lyon game totally forgot about Ben Eamon who were outstanding I mean yeah. he could have been out of sight half time the French team but, he's hitting yeah. a good age as well Thir- as an ex-goalkeeper myself a 30 is a really good age for a goalkeeper he's come to be back up at, at his age you know? well he, he yeah. said that in his interview didn't he when he first mm. signed he said I've come because I want to play mm. and yeah, he sort of had that look about him where you know he hadn't come to be a classic second choice keeper he was happy to yeah. take his wage and sit and watch every week he wants to play mm. Eric Derm big uh, Big risk. World Cup Big risk. <laughs> it could be an absolute gem. We're all hoping, obviously, you know. Is it? Is it a big risk, though? It is from with only one back after him. Yeah. But I know you've got Congolo. I can play that. Yeah, but obviously Wagner must. Four can play on yeah. his way. He must. Mm. Believe Tommy Smith's played left back, and, he, and he's also okay in the scheme of things of what people are spending. Cheap. He was a couple of million, wasn't he? It wasn't yeah, a lot. If that, so yeah. it's. But I think what Wagner's big about, and hopefully, obviously, we'll see minutes on the pitch. But I think it sounds like, I mean, you don't be involved with a German World Cup squad if you're in a month, but that professionalism, that I think that attitude, that everything rubbing off in the yeah. dressing room, I think that's been a lot of the yeah. reason for the sign as much as you know to get him out on the field. Yeah, but just to finish what we're saying about flexibility as well, is we saw the evolution that that 4 2 3 1 became a bit predictable, but then we moved to a back three, and that back three plugged it, plugged the gap on the left hand side with Congolo the overload through the middle where Hogg and Moy were getting a little bit overloaded that the defender could come we out actually and support. made more chances playing three stroke five at back than we ever did for two for me it really suits and Chris Lerver had a really excellent end of season he's been excellent in pre-season yeah, as well he'll start Saturday. and I can just see the flexibility that we've gone for and there's a team we might not get a chance to do the preview of a couple of clubs but there's a team that have stayed up for the last three or four years with a core of what got them there and they very happily bounce from a back three to a back five to a back four to two up front and that's Bournemouth and what they display is I know they've got a petrochemical billionaire back in them and they've spent 25 million on a Colombian guy but what they do I think is really clever and that is they have their core of players and similar to what Dean Hoyle said he said something along the lines of the day that we sell Jonathan Hogg is the day that we stop doing what we're doing yeah. and they're very similar in terms of they've got Steve Cook Simon Francis Harry Arter all, all, and Callum Wilson all there across the spine and what they do which is quite clever he's gone today, he? has he gone yeah. but what they do which is really clever is they'll buy two or three players oh, oh, you know, in the summer spend Begovic and Nathan Aki, fantastic well, side last year. Last year got Aki and Defoe, didn't mm, they? Yeah. So and and Begovic the keeper as well. Yeah. And this year they've gone and got Jefferson Lerma, who yeah. played against England for Colombia. And and I think it's they're very big on flexibility and they change and alter. And I can just see that that's the model that we're kind of going yeah. down. I think we'll play a back three slash five against Chelsea. I do as well. Um, which may mean um, there was a there was a preseason friendly game and we played with Billing. Uh, I think that could have been the last one against Leipzig where Billy, Billy Moy and Hogg and it looked good and it looked good Moy was slightly more advanced but Billy also went forward yeah. it was quite similar to the system England played in yeah. uh, in the World Cup whereby you have two central midfielders who get forward and support yeah. and both Billy and Moy did that and I can just see for me it'll be a back three Zanka Schindler Congolo. I think Lursel will start based on last season 
but, he, but he's got his. So there's enough pre season. Potentially. He's got a job on to keep his shirt. I think we'll go with. I think I think Tommy Smith's been pretty good. I'm a, I'm a I, Tommy I Smith fan. I think he might go hard as you know, but it wouldn't surprise me if Smith did start. And Lerva. Lerva will start. I'll start. I think it's if you put uh, him in straight away, then you can't just. Unless. I'd be amazed if, like, right, by the way, a couple of games you're in and then once lost Sulzin. I think he's. You've, once you've got him in, you've got to give him the shirt. Mm. You? You so can't give him, yeah, you can't just chop and it's not, no. like, it's not like a winger where you can oh. give him half an hour off at bench yeah. and not play him week after and yeah. then start. It's a massive call that. It yeah, surprise you a massive away, call. Yeah. Mm. But it's, it's, it's one that's a good one to have for once. Because yeah. last season, let's be honest, you knew that Coleman might get odd game in a cup. Yeah. But generally speaking, Lowe's were played every week. Mm. Robert Green was signed for. He was there to push he Coleman, just, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, just a bit of experience round him and a bit extra. And I think, I think, I think, I think it was a just in case signing towards. I think it was a good, a good signing to be honest. Yeah, I've not, not nothing against it. And it, it armed leads. <laughs> I think Robert Green. I think is he's genuine. Even going to his older age, I thought he was when he was at Leeds. He was probably. I think he got in the top three, didn't he, for their Player of the Year? Yeah, well, and I, he was I've genuinely. Got of, I've got a couple of friends who were Leeds fans, and week in, week out, and they they missed they, him. They said that him and Chris Wood mm. were their two best players that season. Mm. Was it when they nearly got to a playoff? It's funny. I just had a Leeds fan on record, and it's giving you know trying to you know give me some stick because Eppley's you know I come out and they said that, you know it's a very small club, but I'd like. And then we kind of kicked it on once if you can get a Leeds fan chatting you know about. You know, football since we're saying, ah, oh, you need to do more than stop up. But this is the trouble. I just honestly, if we finish 17th, it's a brilliant season again. Why, why? people got to get in their heads that, yeah, we want to kick on. And I think the signs we've given us that. But if we're not sat around here, if we give us 17th, look, like, what, look what teams are spending. I know, it's just like we've we'll touched on it before. You've got two teams this season have spent 70 plus million on a goalkeeper. Nearly you know, six teams guaranteed. I think Premier States and the but oh, you know the teams are purely playing to stay up. It's as yeah. simple as that. Why well, can't Burn, Burn, Burnley could struggle this season yeah. for me if they go if they do well in Europa League with all travelling, all extra games. The second they, season they've had two or three players this week. Don't but, get carried away. But they've not had anybody who you thought oh. they're really going to drag them to the next level. Okay, so, the squad fillers for me. So if we if we move this this on a little bit to the next topic, which was to go through. A couple of the teams and a preview of, of, of what we're up against this year. Um, Neil, you've mentioned Burnley there. It's a, it's a good place to start. They're playing now. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who I work with who's a Burnley fan. He's this some of the f- a typical Burnley signing is a good player from the Championship. You know, Robbie Brady's coming. You look at their team. Matt Lowton's come from Sheffield United. Yeah. Nick Pope, Charlton, Chris Wood, um, Jeff Hendricks, a good signing Ashley for them. Barnes. All champ- and and they've gone back. They've done done what they do again. Yeah. We've got Ben Gibson, who was in the England setup in 2017. Yeah, good, Great, sign good sign, good signing. Um, they've kind of gone a little bit ape, haven't they? In the sort of the last few days, we've brought in Matai Vidra. Yeah, he's um, he's gone from being a striker to a number ten and. Uh, Burnley don't usually play with a ten. Never Neil Nils their game with five minutes to go. I think you're wanting to stay in this Europa League for a, to win it, aren't you, Neil? <laughs> no, not no. I want I want them to stay in it because the more games that they've got in that, I think it'll really harm them in Premier League. Mm. I do. I think, and I think that drags another team. And let, let's be fair, being realistic, Town are going to be somewhere there or thereabouts, mm-hmm. bottom endish. But to be fair, and that's not being negative. No, no, we, we overachieved at, last that, year. That's looking at what everybody else has spent. And, but with, with the Wagner factor, I still think we'll stay up again this season. Mm-hmm. I don't. So we overachieved last year, but yeah. by the same token, Burnley way overachieved. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was to be honest. Sean Dyche for me was the manager of the season. But it shows you what a bonkers league it is because even they had at one point a ten eleven game yeah. spell where they didn't win, yeah. and mm-hmm. they finished seventh. Yeah. What other league does that happen in? West Ham interests me. Uh, Pellegrini, I like him. Jack Wilshire, uh, again, could go either way that. Uh, Lucas Perez, uh, the Arsenal, Deportivo, good striker, I like him. Felipe Anderson, he could be one of the signings of the season. Balbuena. Real good midfielder. And yeah, yeah they're always so well, yeah. But last year, West Ham, I think we were all thinking they're going to have a good season and it cost Slava Milic's job. But I always, obviously got a powder keg at that stadium and 
Sullivan Bradium, what have you, the fans still not, you know, happy with the stadium. So that could go either way. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you, Danny Ward's a weird one, isn't it? With a tampon, if you swap one bench for another, I, I really expected that means Cassius Michael would go in. I, the, the, rumor, yeah, the, the rumor I heard was that Kasper Schmeichel would go to Chelsea, but that's obviously not materialised. Yeah. So it's a lot of money to spend on a number two keeper. Danny Ward's a good keeper, but da- Danny Ward did well for Town Championship. Has he kicked a ball since then? Has he kicked a ball since playoff final? No, I don't think he in has anger, not, really. Yeah, not really. For so from having a good season with us, is then not kicked a ball for a year. We've signed Lursel, who has gone to the World Cup with Denmark, for just over two million quid. Hmm. Danny Ward worth ten million more than Lursel. Would you? No, I think what's interesting. Yeah, that's sorry. Oh, yeah, Matt. No, Moving no, on, no. another two teams. Fulham and Wolves. A lot to talk about them, but you know what? There's a lot, when we came up, there were none. But I don't think any pressure on us whatsoever. Probably like there's not Cardiff. Wolves. I think there's a huge pressure on them. The people are saying top half. You the know, building up yourself, they, are, they are. So their fans are going to come for that turnstile, right? Fourth bottom's not good enough. Well, maybe, you know, some of the sensible ones will. And Fulham, I think, is going the same way with kind of the, you know, the London factor in that as well. They, they've made some kind of real sign and share, though, you know, obviously not going to be on peanuts there. So I, I think their expectation level won't be like ours, and I think that could play to our advantage that little bit if it does it's, that well. It's a notoriously quiet crowd, though, isn't it, Fulham? The, 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 could that be a good thing, Fulham? On the, about 100 million quid. It's crazy. Yeah. Isn't it? When you don't, it can buy Wembley, though. though. You know well, I mean? yeah, but I'll, I'll be honest. When when Fulham came up, everybody was saying, "Oh, Fulham, they're great." So they play. Yukanovic is a manager I really, really like. Yeah, but he plays a certain style in the Championship. It's a very open, expansive, swashbuckling kind of thing. And I saw us try that last year, and I saw us come a cropper. And I, and, I, and my thing was, what happens when Fulham? Because the, the their stuff is based solely on momentum you know they, they got on these runs which take them across the line into the playoffs and and what happens if it's if it's bitty you know they, they win one they lose one they lose two they lose three win one draw one yeah. and I was quite quietly thinking Fulham may come a cropper this year because can they change the way they play will they be able to do what we did put 10 men behind the ball and tough it out at Chelsea but then they've gone and Signed quite a lot of good players. They, they have, but they've then got to integrate all these players. And from the team that was so good for the last two years in the championship, are they now going to basically bin seven or eight of those to throw all these new players in? And if you do do that, which is on town are big on keeping the core and the ethos and keeping it all together, as you said about Bournemouth, they did the same. A full I'm going to totally throw it all away and start again. Watford, Southampton, Cardiff, Newcastle, Huddersfield. I think. Did I, I said Southampton there, didn't I? You'll always get many. You're also pending yeah, yeah, Burnley as well. Yeah, yeah Burnley, Burnley's an interesting one. But I, I think there's enough down there to you know, have a real good scrap. And I just thought we, sh- we showed enough. It's just all about our spirit, mentality. We, we were hard to beat, I thought, a lot of the games kind of last season. and I think if we get that, you know, we'll get stuck in like we did last season. Then, There's then always a surprise there. one as well, isn't there? I mean, that, to be fair, I don't think many people have said West Brom last season. No. No. I'm looking for that. I, essentially, who I think will go down, and like Cossie says, the six teams that'll be in the top six, and then the rest is a scrap. Yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. Leicester, West Ham, etc. should have enough, but Leicester, West Brom should you, have you enough. You think Leicester, West Ham... Everton it should be okay but you never know and the key thing that I'm going to say what will get three teams relegated is crisis management what happens when something goes wrong we look at Cardiff I think Cardiff will surprise a lot of people because they know what they're up against from yeah. day one they know they're in a scrap Warnock's a scrapper and um, um, they've got a wily old fox in charge exactly they know what they're up against but if they lose five in a row what's Vincent Tang going to do yeah yeah, I, look, panic and... I look at that and I just think what's he going to do we know what will happen at Bournemouth they'll stick by anyhow yeah. there's, and there's every chance that Watford could do three managers this season exactly Brighton will stick by Chris Hewitt you'd hope so yeah. I think Brighton will be fine I think their midfield yeah. for me is, is outstanding now I think they've got a really well, good midfield they, they had one that stand out players for me last season Brighton and David Pascal Proper oh, and, yeah. I thought David Proper were excellent well what they've done is they've brought in uh, I think the Proper 
probably. Andoni is a good striker as well. Yeah, also Spanish. That was that was one of the things. English game, mate. I think he'll get quite a lot of goals. That was one of the things for me, Cosi. I think it's all there. You know, yeah, you can look at the fees and be intimidated by them. As we saw last year, it doesn't matter about the finances. Even more so, year before. Yeah, let's be fair. We'll tip to go down into League One. Yeah, League One. What I'll do is I'll just go through a couple of these teams in terms of crisis management. So Burnley, they'll stick by Sean Dyche. They'll be fine if they hit a crisis. They'll, yeah. they'll tough it out. You think so. Fulham, what happens if they can't integrate and they don't? They can't play another way apart from their open style. Leicester, they've lost Riyad Mahrez. Jamie Vardy's, I think he's doubtful for a little while. Yeah. They're two big players that they've had. Harry Maguire, I think, stayed, hasn't he? Um, is he going to sink? We'll he see. could, but I think I think they'll be fine. Liverpool, I think, will have a good season and probably finish behind Man City for me. Man City, Liverpool, um, top two for me. Newcastle. The noises from Newcastle. Rafa Benitez. We know he's a moaner. He, he, I remember him spending two hundred million at Liverpool and saying he didn't. He hadn't had enough money to spend, and he was the highest spender in the Premier League. But some of the noises he's making now, just and the brought Salomon Rondon on loan. And, not a huge fan of his. He's going to score against us now, yeah, yeah. but I'm not a, not a huge fan of his. I don't. I think he's he's a nice player. You know, he seems like a hard worker, but he doesn't do a lot for me. He doesn't do enough. And I kind of look at them. He's not a 15, 20 goal striker, is he? One of their main things last season, John Joe Shelby would look up and he'd pop the ball over the top, and Dwight Gale would get in the channels and you know yeah. and do things for them. And they've got. He's gone now to um, where's he gone? He's gone West Brom, was it or somewhere? Swapping it for Rondon. Yeah, so he's gone to West Brom, and Rondon. Rondon's not going to do that. He's going to be strong. He's going to hold the ball up, not score a lot of goals, or he hasn't scored a lot of goals no, before. No, they'll they'll leave runners off if he's that kind of striker. And I just wonder when things get tough there, will he walk? That's the question. I know they love him there, and he loves them. But yeah, I mean, will uh, he walk? Who knows? I think we'll end up back in Spain at some point. I just think to me, it's all about us. Where the fans going to be up for it? From this season, now we're going to be complacent. Are the players going to be? Does Mounier think he's cracked it now? Is he as hungry as Dipwater is hungry again? Has lost all we played in the World Cup now? Is Zanka comfing out of this field? What? Let's see. David Wagner staying. I'm really excited. I want to see a few big big teams getting up to over. Yeah, Man United this season. I want to see. You know, it's good. So, so maybe being naive, but I want to Saturday be nice. Yeah, it'd be beautiful. What a lift off that would be because yeah, we're going to see all these previews. We've already seen the Merson one. We're going well, second season. You can't blame these we're, people. We're down, aren't we? Yeah, I, I don't. But do you know what we want to? Yeah, that's what if we everybody here. plays hundred percent flat out to their maximum, and that's what people go on. I, I understand fully why they have us in the bottom yeah. three. I don't blame anyone who thinks that we'll finish in the bottom three. It doesn't bother me. It, it don't bother me at all. It just. But for me, you'd think after the last two years, a few more to sort of cottoned on that we don't sort of bend over that, no. quite that easy. But it is that second season, and even Dean's mentioned it, the, you know, the, the Lord Almighty. So, yeah, I just let's hope Saturday. I think you'll know, you'll click through that turnstile. I'll come in at one minute or three from town centre after a few beers, but you'll know. I think you'll know if people are up for it. You'll know if we're hungry for it. You'll know. So, if I was to push both of you, and I, I don't like doing pre-season predictions of where teams are going to finish. Back on the it's which we are. <laughs> <laughs> where are we finishing this year, Neil? I'd probably go about the same again, 16th, 15th. Yeah, me too. You know, I'd, I'd even go one lower. I'm happy with 17th, to be honest. I'd, I'd be delighted. <laughs> yeah, 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 don't get me wrong. Somebody said 17th, nice. thanks very much. But I'd like to see us be a bit more ambitious in some of the other games but ultimately the end is, is well, what Wagner's a clever man and he'll learn a lot from last season a lot mm. yeah and it, you could see the evolution yeah you know, absolutely it's like what you guys were saying that if he thought we would reach the end of the show and he couldn't take us any further he would have walked his stock has never been higher as a manager but he's still here and I know you were saying about walking the dog and what have you biggest sign that it's to me without, yeah, without, without doubt. doubt he must think there's more to do when He's demanded his signings. I think he'd be delighted with what he's got. Yeah. You know, today. But it's not just Wagner either. I think you've got to give a lot of credit to Bueller, mm. yeah. Andy Hughes. They, they are a brilliant team as a three. And then obviously, I like the fact that we've added Hudson and Whitehead to it. And I so a bit yeah. of con- continuity. I, yeah, I wish it would kick off now. I wish it was Saturday now. <laughs> Absolutely. So, just to finish off, if we're not going down, who is? 
I've just got a theory. I've got a theory for Watford. Cardiff, Watford, and I don't think Southampton know they've got Danny Ings late today, but I don't think they've done enough to kind of get away from it. So I'm yeah. probably got the Cardiff, Watford, Cardiff, Watford, Southampton. So they'll probably get the Europa League now, but there we go. <laughs> well, that'll be the fun of looking back. I, I'm going to throw Newcastle in there. It's a fair show. Indeed. All right, so Kossi's just had to uh, to dive out. So just to finish up, Neil, um, one week after Christopher Schindler put that penalty away, um, my wife became pregnant. And March 27th this year, we had a little boy. Um, his middle name is David. My dad thinks it's after him. <laughs> but I can guarantee you, it's not just after him. And this Saturday, he's going to go to his first game. And it's going to be Huddersfield Town versus Chelsea. My first game was 1989. Huddersfield Town 2, Mansfield 0. It doesn't seem fair in some ways that I had to do this this apprenticeship of 85 grounds. <laughs> Mansfield, Scunthorpe, nothing wrong with these places, but they're not Anfield and... Old Trafford no. and he's going to come straight in Chelsea he's not going to remember it but don't matter his first game is going to be against Chelsea with that in mind can you remember yours? sadly yes uh, September 1980 and we beat Sheffield United 1-0 at Leeds Road and my all time favourite player Brian Stanton score winner is that why he's your favourite player? Yeah. My, <laughs> I think the player to score the first one for me was, uh, is it Jim McKinney? Ian McInerney. Ian McInerney. Yeah, he was awful. I think he scored the first. I remember, I still remember the goals. They were both at the cowshed end. Yeah. He scored the first one. And then around 15 minutes later, the left winger we had wasn't particularly fast. Right footed, used to cut in from the left player called Mark Smith and he cut in and he hit it from 20 yards into the near post around the middle of the net and and I remember at that point thinking stood in the cow shed with my uncle and just thinking this is great this this is for me <laughs> and um, I can see you, you've had the same same thing so hopefully he gets in this year the, the, the ironic thing is because he's only small I can carry him through the turn you know I've spoke yeah. to ticket office we can carry him over the turnstile but because if we're still in the Premier League in a year or so he then goes on the waiting list because he can walk and he needs his own seat yeah. so it's quite amusing that he can go that's now it. but fair's fair he's got to queue you know when he's when, yeah, he's, yeah. when he's old enough yeah, lads what's your favourite 90th minute goal got to be Heffley against Leeds a shot from Moy and sliding in at the death Michael Heffley Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.